Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. (laughs) I know that's a really generic fucking name, but I don't have a specific name for the podcast yet, so we're going to go with the podcast. I mean, it's only episode one, so my hopes is by episode two, there will be a video so you guys can see Facecam, and then also we'll have a name for the podcast. Uh, I am Derek, as you guys can tell from the intro. If you listened to the intro, if you did not, please go check that out. It will pretty much explain like what the podcast will be about, what I'm going to touch on as far as like topics and different things like that, um, my ideas of how I want to do this, and pretty much what we're going to do moving forward. I did say in my last episode that for the first episode, I wanted to talk about kind of like race or like being a black man in America. And I think that is still the topic that I want to touch on today. There are a lot of different things I can really touch on when it comes to that topic. But I think the most important thing is I want to share my experience from what's happened to me being a black man in this society in America, because obviously I can say like how it is being black in America in general, but I'm not a black woman, so they have a different struggle. Um, I can also talk about how it is just being a person of color here in America, but I am not Hispanic, nor am I of any Asian descent. So I, I mean, there's obviously tons of other people of color, um, but I, I can't really speak on their experiences either and then I can't speak on a lot of different things when it comes to that so I am more so just going to talk about my experiences things that have happened to me from a young age all the way to things that have currently happened to me Uh, honestly a lot hasn't happened to me now I don't think that There is a good amount of stuff that happens in the small town that I'm in. I know that there are racist things here because there's, there have been things that happen to me now. Well, not now, but in general, but as far as like recent, there hasn't been much. So I want to touch base on how, how difficult it is for me in America I am 27 years old, and obviously I have experienced some type of racism. First and foremost, I want to let everybody know I want to put a disclaimer out there. I will be using vulgar language because some of the stuff that said to me was pretty vulgar. Uh, Nothing's like crazy, like somebody's going to kill me or like they're going to threaten my family or different things like that. But you'll hear some of the experiences that I've had to deal with. There will be some slurs in there. There will be some words. And I just want to make sure that there's a disclaimer out there so you guys are aware of that. So, as I was saying before, I, I have experienced racism here in this town, this town that I'm in. There have been several occurrences that things have happened to me starting from when I was young all the way to current day. 
when I was younger, I really didn't understand racism. And I mean, a lot of people don't, I would assume, because you're a kid, you're innocent. You don't really know what to expect when you go to school. Like, you see somebody of another race, and you make friends, and you guys just hang out, you guys just chill, you're innocent. You don't really know what it is. But once you get older, you start to realize and you start to backtrack about situations that happened and you can kind of see how that has evolved and how that kind of can shape you as a person. So first and foremost, I like to say that I personally think there are two forms of racism. Like there's blatant racism and then there's like underlining racism. And what do I mean by that? So blatant racism is is pretty much, you know, like when somebody is using slurs against you or like you get called something out of your name or different things like that. When it comes to underlining racism, I believe that is more so that can be stereotypes and you guys know the stereotypes. They say certain things about like black people liking fried chicken or like grape Kool-Aid. Uh, other stereotypes come from different races, like for Asian people, they are quote-unquote supposed to be smart and grow up as doctors or whatever the stereotypical thing might be for them. That stuff, the stereotypes, I believe is kind of like underlining racism because it can be used as a joke. And while it's funny to some people, to others, it can be very offensive. I also think that underlining racism do with things like treating somebody less because of their race but not knowing you're doing it a good example of that is going to be something that I'm going to touch on that happened to me and it's very apparent or very clear that it's kind of like that especially when your knowledge is the same as another colleague but I'll get into that a little bit later so my first ever experience with racism was when I was a kid. I was in kindergarten. I was in the fifth grade. No, sorry, not the fifth grade. Sorry, I was five years old. I'm five years old in the fifth grade. Wow, I'd be so smart. I was in kindergarten and I was five years old. There was a girl that I was friends with. I think I, I probably had like a little crush on her too. My little kindergarten ass having a, a crush on a girl I thought this girl was so cool. I thought she was so awesome. And in my class, there were tons of multiple races. And this guy also was friends with us. Like, we were like the three musketeers. He just so happened to have, like, a crush on her. And I also had a crush on her. And me and her would talk and we hit it off all the time my five-year-old ass flirting and shit (laughs) and I ended up getting her phone number and I was a kid obviously like you don't really know much you just want to hang out with your friends and do stuff like that playground shit you know have a good time phone numbers back then was kind of wild because I mean like what are you gonna do call them on on your house phone which is exactly what I did but call them on your house phone. So I ended up calling this girl 
on the house phone. And her mom picks up. <clears throat> her mom knew me. Her mom knew me from class, and her mom knew my race. She knew who I was. She knew who the other boy was also. The other boy was not uh, white, nor was he black. He was Hispanic. The girl that we were hanging out with and the girl that we were friends with and had this crush on was white. The mom answers the phone, and she tells me, that I cannot speak to her daughter because I am black. But the guy who was Hispanic, he was more than welcome to speak to her daughter because he was not black. And what's crazy about this is I honestly, so I didn't remember this memory. I think when racism's happens here early like that stuff kind of just gets suppressed but I did not remember this memory at all I was actually watching a tape that my brother was recording and I had busted into the room and I had told him I'm like hey bro like I'm not gonna say my brother's name on here but I'm like hey like I just called such and such and her mom said I couldn't talk to her because I'm black and she's white, but such and such can talk to her because he's not black and he's Hispanic. And looking back at that now, that's fucking terrible. A grown ass woman is like instilling racism into her her five-year-old daughter. Her five-year-old daughter who just wants to have friends and just wants to play and just wants to connect with other people. She's instilling this. You can't hang out with black people or you can't talk to black people at five years old. And like I said, I was young. So obviously I was not, I was not thinking about, Oh, well, you know, that's cool. It's whatever, you know, like, I'm, you know, I, I, I know that's racist. I, I'm five, so I have no idea what's going on. I just thought I lost a friend. I was devastated. And now I look back at that and I'm like, oh my God, my first experience at racism was being five years old and being told that I could not talk to my white friend because I was black. So that, that's experience number one of having to deal with racism that's that's blatant racism i have also experienced racism as a teenager my teenage years so we are going to now fast forward let's say we'll go eight years so that would put me at 13 or maybe 12 i was either 12 or 13 I had a run-in with the police, and yes, like, given the circumstance, I kind of understand, but it sucks when you have to try to validate and understand, or like, when you have to, you kind of have to accept why the situation happened, you want to try to compare your situation to something you might see 
but then you think about it and it's it shouldn't turn out like that it shouldn't be the way that it should be and you once again realize that you were dealing with racism at 11 or 12 well 12 or 13 I should say sorry I experienced in my town a blackout if you know what a blackout is um you know like there's pretty much nothing to do if you're a kid if you don't know what a blackout is uh it's pretty much when all the power in your area goes out and you're just waiting for the electric company to come fix whatever power line is down or if there's a huge storm that hit or something like that i think our situation was a huge storm at it and we didn't have any power for like maybe a day maybe a day and a half it wasn't anything crazy but it happened at night so the next day me being a kid wanting to play i had nothing to do i had kids in my neighborhood that i could play with like i had a best friend but she I don't think was home. Uh, the other kids weren't really there. So what I decided to do was I decided to go play some baseball. I have a baseball bat and I also have a baseball in my hand. I go to the local park that's right down the street from my house. I decide to play baseball. I think I was out there for all of maybe like 15 or 20 minutes. So after I'm done in said park playing my little baseball by myself playing pitch and catch throwing the shit in the air knocking that shit out of the park as a real one would do i grabbed my bat and my ball and i start to walk home now i live down a dead end street and once again this is me saying like oh you try to justify it but it's just it's weird how this all transpired. So I live down a dead end street. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a 12 or 13 year old, like an actual 12 or 13 year old. You look at 12 or 13 year olds now, sometimes you just know though, you don't know their fucking age, but I looked like a 12 or 13 year old, this frail little ass boy carrying a metal baseball bat and a baseball in hand. Walking down this dead end street, a cop car slowly goes down the middle of the street because there's also like an intersection that intercepts the street. They're in the intersection. They turn down the street and they slowly creep up on me. They creep up on me and they roll their windows down. They're like, hey, what are you doing? And I have a baseball bat and a ball in my hand. I'm like, oh, I just came back from the park and I was playing baseball. And then they continue to question me and they ask me like, oh, okay, well, do you live down here? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And apparently they made up some bullshit story saying that there were break-ins in the area. So they were just covering their bases. But you're talking to somebody who literally had lived there their whole life. And the crime over there is not really high. It did get worse like as time went on, but the crime over there is not really high. So what in the actual fuck do I look like believing what you're saying? Back then, yeah, but like now that I think about it, what in the actual fuck do I look like believing that you think that there was a break-in in the area and you have to scour and 
ask a frail ass 12 year old boy with a fucking baseball bat and a baseball about living <laughs> living down in the neighborhood and and being questioned and then you know they they questioned me and i i said whatever i said and i walked my ass home and they parked and watched me walk my ass home and for me that's like i wouldn't call that blatant racism i would call that like underlining racism because there's a there's a message to some shit like that like obviously we know how we feel about police and how policing works. Not everybody feels the same way, obviously. Some people feel different, and everybody's entitled to their own opinion, especially when it comes to law enforcement and so on and so forth. I was almost a police officer. I almost thought about joining the Army, so I get it. But with everything that's happened, even back then, I mean, people probably felt some type of way about police, but with everything that happened, we know how we feel about the police. Now, thinking back of that situation, that was a very uncomfortable situation for me. And I had no way to get out of the situation but to answer the questions from the officers because let's say I did not answer and I kept walking. I might not be here today. And I know, like, that's... uh. That's a like over exaggeration. Somebody could be like, "Oh, you're overreacting," but realistically, I had a what could be classified as a weapon in my hand, and any movements or anything that happened if the situation would have went awry could have led to a shooting. And there is no way that it would have been recorded because back then shit like that wasn't really common or shit like that really wasn't heard of, you know? So I think about that situation and it makes me very uneasy. But to me, that's an underlining racism moment that I've had to experience in my life. All right, let's go to another example. I'm going to do two and two. So next one is going to be blatant racism. And then after this example... We'll go into another underlining racism, and then I'll just kind of wrap up my thoughts about like how everything has made me feel from my experiences and what I think moving forward. So my next example of blatant racism, I, uh, I had this happen when I was in college. It did not happen in college, like at a college campus, but my adult years is when this happened. So I had went to a a party with some friends and we left a party because the party was dry and we all were fucking hungry. So we went to go get steak and shake. There is a group of us, uh, a group of guys with a group of girls and we all come into steak and shake and we decide to sit down and eat. And when we're in steak and shake, there are these like country these country um these country white people who clearly um had a problem with us from when we first walked in uh when we first walked in they kind of eyed us down i 
nice. Stared us down, gave us some looks. We didn't really pay it too much mind. I mean, we were all together to have a good time. And we sat down. We immediately all start joking with each other because this is a group of like maybe 12 people. And one of the people that were in their group, the country group, she was a little bit overweight, but she was also pregnant. So she you could she was she was bigger um and we were telling jokes not directed to them about them or anything we were just telling jokes in general and we were telling jokes and laughing so hard some people in our group snort when they laugh and since she was probably like self-conscious about her body or they already had an issue with us when we were walking in. Like, it just, all that just didn't match. So, as they were leaving, one of the people in our group was laughing from a joke so hard that they started snorting. And they assumed that we were calling her a pig. Now, we noticed the the reactions of them when we first came in. We noticed the looks we were getting. We noticed the stares we were getting. We did not feed into any of it. We didn't say anything. We didn't do anything. We had no intention of even showing it attention because it's not worth it, right? So we we go through the motions of not even paying attention to them and just having a good time. Fast forward to the person snorting when she's walking by. Instantly, they start arguing with us. Their group starts arguing with our group. They start saying racist stuff and whatever. They're getting closer and closer to the door. And then as they're leaving, the girl who thought we were talking about her because she was pregnant and she was a little bit overweight, she says, I'm fucking pregnant, you fucking niggers, to all of us. (laughs) And I've never ever in my life been called that like by a so like obviously in this day and age black people say the word nigga and even some black people will call their friends as a joke nigger it it happens i i hear it i hear it all the time nigga is a is a more commonly used one but Nigger is just like a thing between, it could be a thing between friends if you're comfortable with that. Obviously not like a white race and a black race, but like two black people talking to each other as a joking term, like being derogatory towards each other. That's what you might hear. But I personally have never been called that by a white person. So they leave, they go out the door and yeah, she calls us all fucking niggers i didn't know how to feel i was mad i was pissed not gonna lie to you because i've never been called that i've never been called i mean i've been called out my name like you know you get called a bitch and different things like that but like i've never been called a nigger and that shit really like it really pissed me off it pissed me off to the point to where like some people in our group were ready and willing to go out there and ride the fuck out but once again, they were country. So 
at the time, I didn't carry. I don't think anybody else in my group did. We could go out there. Let's say we wanted to do something. We could end up on, you know, the Fox News because of going out there and trying to defend our honor or, like, start some type of altercation or finish the altercation, I should say. Uh, you got to think about shit like that nowadays because people do carry and people will shoot on site. And we were out, we were in our city, but in our city, like there's like another area that is more white than there is black. If you know, you know, but it's like that here where I'm from. So it, it was definitely an eye open experience an eye-opening experience it was not good I did not like the feeling of hearing that or dealing with that type of language and that really pissed me off I think that's when my view on racism really started to change and I really started to take racism super serious at that point so that is uh, an idea of blatant racism And we're going to talk about my last idea, which is underlining racism, which happens more often than not. And it actually happens every day to a lot of people. Okay, so underlining racism. Uh, This is an example that also happened to me as an adult. And I feel like all of these examples that you get as an adult really open your eyes up more to racism, like how you feel about it. Obviously, if you're being discriminated towards or against or anything like that, you're not going to feel good. But it really opens up your eyes to certain things and realizing certain things and how you get treated. So I worked at Best Buy. Hated that fucking job. (laughs) I, well, sorry, let me, let me backtrack. I did not hate my time at Best Buy. I did not like my manager's manager that I worked with it was a seasonal position with a chance to stay on I did not get called back and I was not upset about that because I also had another job that I really enjoyed and it just made things a lot easier and I was in school so I was uh, very fortunate to work there and it gave me a lot of experience interacting with people and customers in general with sales and everything but I most mostly remember not liking my boss there. So I'm thankful for the opportunity, but sometimes you just can't work with people who micromanage. But that's a story for another day. Um, So I worked at Best Buy and I am working in home theater. When I interviewed and when I applied for the positions at Best Buy, I really want to do video games because I love video games, guys. Like, I have multiple consoles. I have a gaming PC. I love the idea of being able to create video games, the ideology of just, like, seeing the animation made. Playing them is really fun. Everything about video games is just really cool to me. So I really want to work in that department. Or if I had a choice... I think I also wanted to work in the computer department because I also enjoy electronics with computers. I I think that stuff is very interesting. One thing that they didn't tell you is if you also work in gaming, you would also have to work cameras, which at the time I did not know much about cameras, but I was always 
willing and ready to learn. But the way they described it is that the hours don't work and like it was it was a hassle. So they wanted to push me to home theater. If you guys don't know what home theater is, it's TVs, it's sound bars. Uh, you can be selling a lot of different things with audio equipment. We also had to cover CarFi, which is exactly what it sounds. Anything that has to deal with car audio, car parts, parts as in things that you would install in your car electronic-wise, like uh, automatic starter, different things like that. So I ended up going to home theater. When I worked in home theater, I was trained for about three weeks. Eh, maybe we'll say two and a half. And I got my blue shirt. I was very knowledgeable and I took my job very serious. I learned a lot about TVs because one, I wanted to expand my knowledge in electronics. I didn't want to just be va- like, you know, versed in a couple of things, but I wanted to expand my knowledge and I was supposed to be selling this shit. So obviously I have to be good. Best Buy does not work on commission. <laughs> they have an hourly salary like not hourly salary an hourly pay but you you want to have people remember you for what you do for them you know because even though I don't work on commission if I can show somebody a great experience when they come in and have them ask for me each and every time or have them refer me to other people that is going to be amazing for me in the long run so I did that for Best Buy. I studied my ass off. I would study shit about TVs when I'm not there. I would look up facts about them when I'm not there. When I was at my other job, I would just do as much as I can. So every time I would go back into Best Buy and I would work, I would be well-versed in everything. If a new TV dropped, new features, I would learn that. This was around the time OLED was hot. It was just coming out and LG was the only people who had an OLED TV. I did so much research about that. I did so much research about 4K. 4K was hot too back then, like it was just picking up. And there were so many things that I just wanted to learn and expand on. So doing all of this, I became pretty knowledgeable we had other seasonable hires that were working with me. And we all worked together as a team, which was cool. And I enjoyed that. But one day, me and this guy are working together. And we're just chilling. You know, you always go up when you see somebody walk into your section. You ask if you can help them, if there's any questions typically people will say no you know if somebody's looking to buy a tv or not typically people will say no and then if they are interested it can go one or two ways it just kind of depends you it's a sales job guys you know how sales are but i'm doing my rounds um and there's just there's a white guy who walks up you know i ask him if he needs any help he tells me no and that's fine you know, I, I'd say, okay, well, I'm over here. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask. My coworker is standing right next to me, and me and him are having a conversation because football is going on. And 
the guy comes up and he, you know, like hears us talking about football. So he he wants to join in on the conversation. Uh, so he's joining in on the conversation, which is cool. Um, I'm over here trying to get in good. What do I mean by that, guys? Is I'm spouting in random facts about the TV we're standing in front of because I want this guy to be interested and I want him to know about this TV. It's a brand new TV too, brand new model for that year. I'm talking my shit. I'm building my game up. My coworker doesn't know shit about this TV. He's just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. He'll throw in like random shit every once in a while, but he doesn't know shit about this TV. So me, my coworker, and this guy are all just hitting it off. We're all laughing and we're all having a good time. And he says some random shit about the TV, but then also says some random shit about another TV. And then the guy makes a comment and says, well, actually, I am interested in the TV. And he's like, since somebody knows something about TVs or he how did he how did he say it? He's like, "Um, since somebody around here knows what they're talking about, can you come and help me? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, hold on, hold on. I'm over here spouting all of this information about this TV. I'm over here giving you options and, and telling you different things. And now you're saying that personally, I took it as I don't have the knowledge to give you what you're looking for. So you're going to go with somebody else. Yes, the man was white. Yes, my coworker is white. And yeah, I mean, I guess you can say like, oh, well, maybe he didn't think you were knowledgeable. But guess what, guys? I did all my fucking research. I I did this down to a fucking T. And when I tell you that, my coworker did not have shit information like I did, nor did he know anything about what he was talking about. It was, it was like nothing was there for him to do. Like he was just standing there. That's what it fucking felt like. It felt like he was just standing there watching us have a conversation and chiming in every once in a while. And then he says one thing about TVs and then now he knows everything about TVs and he's super knowledgeable. But me, I don't know shit. Now, for me, that feels like underlining racism. And you may ask yourself, like, well, maybe he just, you know, wanted to go with somebody who, like, guys, for me, that's underlining racism because, like, obviously, I knew the information. I knew things. And he decided to, I personally feel like he decided to look me off because I was black. And you could tell like he didn't really care for what I had to say, nor did he want to listen to what I had to say. It just bothered me that he he literally went on and said, well, since somebody knows something around here, like, bitch, I know what I'm talking about. I'm literally spouting facts. I literally just looked into this TV the other day. And that shit, that is what really have has always, 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 always stuck with me. That, that situation, I will never forget because it's happened more than once and more in other professions. I I worked at a, I worked at an apartment complex as a leasing manager 
over a leasing team. I was head in leasing. I I controlled and and was able to like deal with leasing apartments. And when I told people I work at an apartment complex, their first thought was, "Oh, are you in maintenance?" Or, oh, are you a janitor or some bullshit like that? Like, if I'm not classified to be in a position where I'm working with the general public and I'm working customer service, I had somebody ask me, I dressed up one time at work because we were dealing with a changeover and I wanted to look professional, super professional. The job was the same job that I'm talking about with leasing apartments. The next day, I don't come as dressed up. And one of the people who's taking over the property says to me, oh, I almost didn't notice you, like, because of your appearance. What the fuck? Like, I don't know. Just shit like that is, like, I feel like it's underlining racism, especially when it, when you look at the situation and you see how things are brought to you and presented to you. It doesn't make you feel good and it makes you feel uneasy. So my whole takeaway from this, being a black man in America, I have dealt with more times than I can think underlining racism. Blatant racism is very hard to come by because people aren't going to be blatantly racist you deal with more underlining racism than there is blatant racism, I would say. And I think that goes for any person of color here in America. Being a black man in America is not easy. It's not because I have to deal with the anxiety and stress of a lot of different things. Like, I mean, personally, I mean, I set goals for myself and I know that there's anxiety and stress for the goals that I set for myself and the standard that I want to hold myself to. But society also wants to see black men fail. I personally feel like if you look at prison rates or jail rates or how how we get convicted, um, how many of us get killed, just there's a lot that goes on to statistics and things that happen with black males. And it's disgusting. It's scary. You, you hear people say and, and deal with the loss of a brother, a son, uh, a friend, and it can be the violence, but also sometimes it can be due to situations that happen with racism. Racism is terrible. I ultimately hope that it does go away at some point but I feel like with what I experienced in fifth grade there's always going to not fifth grade sorry kindergarten with what I experienced in kindergarten when I was five there's always going to be that person that is literally breeding their child to not like a certain race and sometimes it's not going to work but sometimes it will and that line and lineage just gets passed down over and over and over again and it sucks I have to deal with that because then you have another black five-year-old boy like me being told that he can't hang out with his friend because she's white or he's white and you're black or you have somebody telling you that you're not smart enough because this other white man has more knowledge than you or 
you have to get worried about stopping. You have to worry about getting stopped by the police when you're 12 years old and you're just trying to play baseball or you're joking with your friend and you get called a nigger. There's so much you have to deal with here in America when you're a person of color. Um, But being a black man makes it extremely hard. I know every day that I have to wake up, tie my shoes, go outside, and face the world for what it is. When I get stopped by the police, if I get stopped by the police, I get nervous. When I go to convenience stores, I get nervous. Like there's, it, there's like anxiety that I feel from dealing with dealing with underlying racism, but also just straight racism in general. Uh, it's not a good feeling, but that's why you have people who are in your life that push you through and, and make things better for you and make things calming for you. You have those relationships with like a girlfriend or a family member or friends and it just it really it really helps you with dealing with your position in this world and in America. Um I hope you guys enjoyed my little story time of what's happened to me being black, being here in America. Obviously I'm from America by the way. I'm not from Africa or something. It's a joke. No, but I'm I'm from here obviously. Um but I hope you guys enjoyed this i i hope that this isn't a message to reach out to people to not be racist or to not be prejudiced or not to use stereotypes or have underlining racism because all that stuff is still going to happen i'm just here to tell my story about things that i've experienced with racism and and being black and being a man here and in the united states so this is my first episode i hope you guys enjoyed it Uh, We will come back with another episode, try to have another name other than the podcast. And we will also try to get some videos set up. I am working on another topic now, trying to find other things to talk about. If you guys have any suggestions, feel free to leave them in the comments down below. Tell me what you're interested in. And I will be talking to you guys next time. Have a wonderful night because it is 122 and I'm recording this. So thank you guys for listening and I really appreciate it.